The inner conflict is a fundamental part of being human. The Bhagavad Gita, which is the greatest text on Dharma in history, takes place on a battlefield. And it's really a metaphor for the battle that takes place inside of us. And that's the struggle between right and wrong, selfishness and selflessness, and our desire to grow and our desire to be comfortable. And in this first chapter, Arjuna gives the advice that the way that you deal with this is to remember who you are. This is Donna Skoglund, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project Podcast, episode 127. So I just completed week one of my brand new pleasure project. It's called the Dharma Love Project, and it's heavily inspired by the Bhagavad Gita, which if you're not familiar, it is a dialogue between Arjuna, who is a warrior, and Krishna, who is, we could say, God. And the opening scene is Arjuna in the middle of a battle, or in the middle of a battlefield, rather, and he looks at both sides, and on both sides he sees family members, cousins, brothers, and he does not want to hurt people. He doesn't want to create suffering. And he is frozen into an action and in the middle of deep confusion about what to do. And as I was reading this first chapter, and I've read this book before in the beginning of my yoga teaching journey 20 years ago, and I always remember thinking, wow, it's so funny that this this text, which is this yogic spiritual text, takes place in a war. And, you know, we think that this belongs more to like the Iliad or a war movie than a scripture on yoga. But it is actually so poignant because the truth is we all experience our life as being this battle and this challenge between these two parts of ourselves. And and I was thinking about these two different parts of ourselves that we often are fighting between. And I think the main two parts is our, our conscious mind, our conscious mind that understands logic and is intellectual and can kind of see what things can serve us, what things are good for us, and what things are not good for us. And it kind of knows what are good decisions to make, better decisions to make. And then there's the unconscious part of us, which is programmed from our past and from all the input, all the environmental things that we've been exposed to throughout our life. And that's also the part of us that really wants us to stay the same. And it wants to repeat the past and it wants to maintain homeostasis and a sense of certainty and comfort. And even though we might know that certain things are not serving us, we have such a hard time letting go. Or we know there are certain things in our life that would be good for us, like making better food choices and moving our bodies more or not procrastinating so much and getting more work done or being more compassionate with ourselves and our loved ones, whatever it is. And yet we have such a hard time actually making those changes happen. So this text and what I'll be talking about over the next 12 weeks through this process, through this new project, 
is how do we navigate this? How do we actually align ourselves to our highest truth and to the person that we want to be? And so in the beginning, this very first chapter, Arjuna is asking for help. He's saying, what should I do? And he lays down his swords and his weapons, and he basically asks for help. He asks for guidance. And Krishna tells him the advice he gives is, remember who you are. And he is referring to remembering that you are part of the bigger whole. You are interconnected with everyone else and everything in the universe. And it it reminded me of the word svasta, which is the word for good health in Ayurveda. And it literally translates as being seated in the self, which is the same essence. It's being connected to your essence, your soul, consciousness, universal consciousness, God, whatever you want to, however you want to think about that. But it is realizing that you are more than just your flaws, your personality traits, your past experiences, your failures, your successes, your roles, the fact that you might be a mother, daughter, sister, friend, brother, father, whatever it is, it's who you are beyond all of that. And this is a great contemplation in so many Eastern texts is remembering and reminding yourself that you are not your thoughts. You are not your feelings. You are not your bad habits or bad choices or even your good ones. Who you are beyond all of that is utterly untouched, unchangeable, and limitless. And I think, you know, these are very broad concepts. And I always think it's important to ground this into real living, modern life, day to day. Okay, what does this actually mean for me? on a Tuesday morning. (laughs) And I was thinking about that. If you're listening, you have had this inner knowing that you are capable of so much more and that you are living beneath your potential. And maybe you've thought to yourself, and I know I certainly have, if someone would just tell me what to do, I know I can be so much more successful. If someone would just give me guidance, or give me the steps, or give me the map. I know that if I follow it, it will work, and I can really tap into what I'm capable of, or get closer to that. And I don't think we'll ever reach that, you know, that potential, because it's, it is limitless. So it, there is that knowing inside all of us that we are so much more than what we are in this moment, in this day, in this phase of our lives. And that is what I think urges us to continue to grow and to continue to want to be better and improve and succeed at higher levels. And I think we really need to trust that calling. And that calling is inside each one of us, whether we realize it or we acknowledge it or not. So this book, the Bhagavad Gita, is all about dharma, which is purpose. And 
I think one helpful reminder is to trust that your desires, the thing that you yearn for, the goals that you have, your wants, they are meant for you. They are the map to your dharma. And I think so many of us have lost trust in our own desires. And we are in this battle between our own desires and what we want and what the world expects of us or what we've been conditioned to believe is possible for us. We might have really big dreams, but then there's that inner voice that says, you couldn't do that. You're not smart enough, talented enough, connected enough, lucky enough, or you have these things working against you. And yes, it is true. Sometimes we do have things working against us. That is a fact. However, just trusting our own desires and giving yourself permission to want what you want, I think is the very first step. And when he says, remember who you are, that's one way that we can use that advice and remind ourselves of what we want. And that what we want is what we're meant to pursue. And it doesn't mean that what you want is what you're actually going to get. And that's the important distinction. It's what you want is simply the direction that you're meant to walk in. Because as you walk in that direction towards the thing you want, the growth and the learning that you're meant to have is on that path. So you might actually fail at the thing you think you want, but you might actually find what you really need on that path. So trusting that. Another way that you can think about remembering who you are is being very clear about what is important to you. And the first exercise I take my Pleasure Project program students through is a values exercise. And if you haven't actually taken the time to identify your core values, I think it's one of the most important things we can do as adults is to take out the time to really ask ourselves, what do I value? What do I want to put first in my life? And I have, you know, a very specific process I take my clients on and specific questions to help you uncover this, because sometimes, again, we think that there's values that we should have or that we would like to have, but they're not actually our true values. So when you can own who you are, what your values really are, then it's so much easier to align to them because then you know this is a value of mine. So in this moment, I know what decision to make. So there are your desires which are your goals, and trusting that you are meant to pursue them. And then there are your core values, which are the things that are important to you, and that helps you make decisions. And you want to combine them so that your goals are aligned with your values. And then third piece of remembering who you are is really stepping back and taking a broader perspective of your life and how 
you want to live your life in terms of the impact you want to make. What is the difference you want to make with your life? How do you want to imprint your life on the world? So I live on a mountain, on Dilworth Mountain in Kelowna. And there is this old couple who every single day, they walk up the mountain carrying trash bags and they pick up the trash along the road every single day without fail. We've lived here for three years and I always see them every single day. And I always just have, I have so much gratitude for them that they have taken it on as their purpose to clean up this street. And it's this, they're not getting paid for it. They are, you know, retired, probably most likely they, they look like they're probably in their seventies and they have decided that this is the, the corner of the world that they are going to take care of, that they're going to quote unquote clean up. And I think it's so important to have a bigger purpose for your life and to know what your purpose is. So that is another part of the Pleasure Project program as I take you through an exercise to help you uncover your big why. And these are all such important guidance tools. And Arjuna, in the beginning, he's looking for guidance. And ultimately, you know, Krishna is there to give him guidance, God, or, you know, whatever that that is for you. But these are ways that we can give ourselves guidance by clarifying our core values, by defining our goals, dreams, and desires, by uncovering our own purpose, our big why. And these should be the starting points of, of any journey. And that these are the things that will help you navigate the battle of life, the conflict that we're always in. Now, once you know these things, once you know what you want and know what's important and know your purpose, following these things is not easy. And that's why it feels like a battle. And it's a long, drawn out, bloody, messy battle filled with struggle and pain and suffering and injuries and deaths and all the things. But that is the most fulfilling life we can lead. It's the most gratifying. It's the most satisfying. It's the most purposeful life that we can lead. So to recap, in the beginning of any journey, any battle, you need to connect with who you are, your why, your purpose, your desires, what are the, the outcomes that you want, the results that you want to create, the dreams that you want to go after, what are your core values, what are the priorities right now, what's important to you to stay connected to, to align with, and then know that the journey is going to feel like an inner conflict between these two parts of ourselves, the part of ourselves that wants to align with these things and show up as the highest version of ourselves, and the part of us that wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain, conserve energy, be liked, do what's easy in the moment, take the path of least resistance, and 
the advice that Krishna gives is like pick the side that you want to fight for and fight with all your might. And it is continuously aligning with these things and reminding ourselves of what is important and why and what we want on a daily basis. So if this sounds like important work for you to do right now, and you want support, you want the guidance, you want the accountability, you want to be coached through your own inner battles, you can reach out to me and schedule a free 45-minute strategy session. And you can also get on the waitlist for the Pleasure Project program. Early enrollment is coming up soon on October 13th. And this is the kind of work that we do in real time and apply it to your daily life, to what's happening on Tuesday morning and Sunday afternoon and the real struggles of modern living in your relationships, with yourself, at work, at home, all of it. I will talk to you soon.